The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? We're having a gin and Aperol, cool uh-huh. parts, real nice, real simple, easy to drink in the summer. Well, this time I used the pink mermaid gin. Oh, okay. And the Aperol. So it's going to be a little fruitier, probably, a little bit fruitier, and summery. So. All right, let's have we'll a taste. Yeah. Smells good. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. Just needs to sit and ice down. Just need to cool off a little bit, yeah. yeah. That's definitely a sipping drink. Very floral. Yeah, do you notice that? The aftertaste is very floral. I think it's that gin. Yeah. That gin has a lot of botanicals in the floral side, so yeah. I think that's what you're getting. Yeah, well, that's definitely... You know, it's so floral, you could actually serve this with like an edible flower or some kind of flower Absolutely. as a garnish, because it would make sense to someone getting this thinking it was an aperitif like that. Yeah, okay, great. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Well, the story of our chapter two, part three for us. So just to remind people, this isn't really parts the book has separated. We're just stopping at various places because there are only four chapters. So we want to read it in bits and pieces. This is an interesting section because... This chapter is called Sir Stephen, mm-hmm. and she gets to meet Sir Stephen. Right. So how does she meet Sir Stephen? She's told to get dressed and told to perfume like she was at Rossi, and she's told to wait for a car to pick her up. Dress all in black. Dress all in black. She gets picked up. She doesn't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. She gets delivered to a restaurant. She walks in. She sees her partner, Renee, and she walks over to him, and there's another man there. And she's sat on a chair between them, and she meets Sir Stephen. Mm -hmm. And it's explained that Sir Stephen is somehow Renee's stepbrother. And they have their drink, and they go down and they have dinner, and then they go back to Sir Stephen's place. Mm -hmm. And she's told to sit on the couch. 
and Renee kisses her, tells her she loves her, and then sets about telling her that he's giving her to Sir Stephen to use as he sees fit, Mm -hmm. and that she needs to consent to be either used by either one of them or both, or... or That they're one person. That they're one, yeah. Yeah, that that she's serving one master (laughs) by serving them both. By serving them both, yeah. And she contemplates this, and she tries to consider her consent, but he presses her. He sort of demands her consent. He sort of coerces her consent. Mm -hmm. That's how it occurred to me. Right. And she consents to be used by either one, and in that conversation, she asks... But she's having some considerations on being a masochist. So she's asked, will I be whipped? Yeah. And he says, well, you know, occasionally. From time to time. Time to time. <laughs> and she contemplates that. So he uses her a little bit in this chapter at the end where he essentially fingers and takes her ass. And she feels humiliated by that experience. Mm-hmm. And then she finds herself wishing to be whipped to offset the humiliation. Mm-hmm. To justify the humiliation. Right. So that's kind of where it ends. And I'm just kind of curious how that whole occurring occurred to you. It's amazing when you read this because I'm looking for the, those parts. Yeah. Because so I look for common threads that relate to my experience, which was truly at the point where we had discussed moving into a dynamic required that I was going through a claiming ceremony. And claiming ceremony for me was a big moment and choice to make because of what is involved in a claiming ceremony, which you explained to me. So I had to make that choice freely. What's different is you weren't sitting there pestering me under pressure going, are you going to say yes? Are you going to say yes? Are you going to say yes? You know, you just told me when I'm ready, I need to put myself forward if that's what I choose, but that we wouldn't move forward in a dynamic until that. And so I didn't feel like that was punitive. I felt like that was just what was so. That's what you were looking for in this type of relationship dynamic. And so that if I didn't put myself forward, we might go in different directions or something else. We might have done something totally different, right? But I don't feel like you were like laying over me. And we had talked about claiming for a while. There was time for me to have consideration and ask questions, which I did ask questions. And, you know, so she's being pressured, right? She has some frame of reference from Rossi, but doesn't know this individual at all that she's agreeing to, doesn't know his character, integrity, whatever. Versus at Rossi, it was explained she'd just be used like like a sex toy, let's say. And so her consent was not with each person that used her, but she kind of got the grip of this is what's going to happen here. Yeah, but the one thing I, I do note is that she talked about in the book talks about how leading up to this moment, she'd only ever told her lover that she loves him and that she was his. She never actually consented to anything at Rossi. No, she no. said, well, they, there was a statement in there that she, where she tacitly consented. It was, it was tacit because she didn't not consent. Here she's yeah. being asked for her specific consent. Right. And Without being pressured. knowing really what's involved. Right. And being pressured to give her consent. Yeah, pressured. Yeah. And so she's struggling because she's on her own transformation journey of discovering herself as a sexual creature in the sense that she desires and one part of her desires the use of her like her being used in a way where she's objectified and she doesn't 
know how to relate to that yet, but she does know that that's exciting for her. It's terrifying and exciting at the same time. So she's drawn to that. Right. And they even alluded to some girl that was a older than her, where she had kind of an infatuation. I think that was the, the subject of her photography. That was the girl she was wondering. Jacqueline? Yeah. She was wondering like, like, why no, didn't she, she did have talk a talk about Jacqueline, but Marion, they talked oh. about Marion, mm. the one with the eyes. And it was oh, kind right. of like she was 10 years older or something and dominant over her that she had experienced some kind of lesbian experience like that. Right. right? And that was weird that it was brought up there as if that made her, I don't know why it was brought up there. It was kind of out of context. I couldn't figure out why that was brought up, but it yeah. maybe it'll reveal itself later. But, you know, here's Renee explaining, but then yet on the sidelines, Sir, Sir Stephen is demanding and Renee just keeps basically metronomically asking her over and over again, do you consent? Do you consent? And there's real no details. Now, it's a book, so the author has license to write because there's lots of things that, that are left out of this story that then later become an assumption that was later. So... I'm going to go with what I'm reading. I don't feel like she has consent because she hasn't been informed. However, if you go from the standpoint that a slave has no agency and that a slave, by just notation of it, is at the mercy of their master in all, like there's no hard limits, there's no nothing. Maybe she's just ignorant, doesn't know the difference between slave and sub. But I'm not sure if the context of the story that everyone at Rossi was, was purely a slave, not a submissive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, they actually ask her for her submission, not her slavery. Yeah. See, so that's, what's confusing. I know it's a little bit confusing, but it could be the language, you know, translation. It could be the translation. I mean, the reading I get is that her introduction to this lifestyle was at Rossi. And now that she's been introduced to it, her lover Renee, who's committed to this construct. And he gets off on watching. He does a little bit, but he's committed to this construct of male dominance, female submission, yes. and her as a sex slave. Mm -hmm. And he gifts her to Sir Stephen. Now he calls it, well, she's responsible to them both. But really what he's doing is he's gifting her to his half-brother. And he's satisfied with that. Like, that's what he wants. He loves her. He's going to give her up. And Does that's what he, he wants. Does he seem a little submissive to Sir Stephen? It's too early to tell. What he seems is immature to me. He seems like he sees this as a big game and he's going to pass her on to be used by Sir Stephen. He doesn't get what's going to happen next because, you know, we get very little about Sir Stephen. But if you read between the lines, oh, he's a serious dominant. He's a serious master. Right. And Rene is kind of like a boy. He's not playing in this game. Yeah. So I sort of get the sense that there's a transition occurring. And the transition is that Rene is going to be edged out of the story as Sir Stephen takes over. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm assuming so. I just feel like she answers and then she has the yeah buts. Which means if there's a yeah, but there's no consent still. Well, she doesn't have informed consent. You're right. She gives her consent, but she doesn't really give her consent. She gives her consent and then says, are you going to whip me afterwards? Yeah, she has concerns. Yeah. And I'm just saying, 
that requires a further discussion, but they're not willing to discuss it. They're just flat out, just say yes. Yeah. Versus what does this mean? Yeah. It's not informed consent. So it, it's just bizarre. It's coerced consent. And, and for me, psychologically, after you had explained the claiming and what was entailed and what that would be moving forward, I really had to make that choice for myself. Right. Like I made the choice without you around. Like I absolutely considered everything. I had to talk to myself and think, this is really what I'm embarking on. This is, am I ready for this? Do I want to do this? You know, what am I worried about? Some of the things were the same things I already talked to you about. So I was like, he already told me about those. So like, I have to consider that, do I want to do that or not do that? You know, and where I came from at the time, because... I was ready to practice kink and real and I was drawn to you was because I was being claimed as a submissive. I felt, you know, it's not like I'm an Indian giver. Like I, you know, one side of my face, I say, yes, I'll do it. And then, Oh, I forget it. I leave. I'll just give up. I don't give up that easily. But if I got beyond my limits for whatever that is, I knew that I could then say, I guess this is not where I need to be, right? That doesn't sound like what she's getting herself into. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it's a book. Yes, it's a story. Yeah. You know, we're psychoanalyzing a character in a story. Sure, sure. Right? The thing that I can attach to in this part is that she's giving her coerced consent. Renee is handing her off to his half-brother, mm-hmm. what's in store for her is unclear. And there's a part of her that is a masochist and part of her that fears her masochism. Mm-hmm. But she gets there through her humiliation. So she gets to enjoy or experience the whipping as punitive for her humiliation. And so, so that's kind of what we know about her at yeah, this point. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, the more the book talks about the way Renee behaves, mm-hmm. the less impressed with him I am. Oh, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. He hasn't really he act like a dominant. covered himself in glory. No. He's definitely role playing a dominant. I think that's act right. like a dominant to right. me. Just reading him. It just doesn't sound like. Right. So, you know, she's about to embark on a new experience of submission with a true dominant in Sir Stephen, who, mm-hmm. you know, even in this early version of the chapter, this early period of the chapter, shows up as a true dominant. He just has a very dominant way about him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was a description of the way he looked at her. Like, he wasn't eagerly looking at her. He was just looking at her. Matter of factly, he was just examining her. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to portray his dominance. He was just being Sir Stephen. Yes. So it's a new section of, of her life in this world. Mm-hmm. She's now transitioned from Rossi into lifestyle submission. It, it, I mean, it still sounds like they're going to have her live with Renee. Yes. And then like at whatever Sir Stephen's beck and call, whether it's a dinner partner or going to a show or traveling with him or being used. She's on call for him. Right. At any point. Right. So it'll be interesting. 
So at this point, Renee still thinks that he's in the game because right. she's living with him. And she still thinks. And she still thinks that. Yeah. But so Stephen has a different frame. Because of the way they explained it to her. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see. See where yeah, it goes. Exactly. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.